This is the Overclocked Podcast, a weekly dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we return to Monkey Island with an episode of The Big Ones, chat about a mother tribute album with Mustin of the Bad Dudes, and try to satiate Steven's eternal hunger for Sega music in this week's playlist. Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. Hi! Today, Brian has a lot of energy and is ready to bring 110%. Nope, used it all up. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, well, I've still got some left over. So Yay. I was, uh, okay, first of all, everyone, hey, welcome to our show. We're Stephen and Brian. We Hi. are brothers and we make this mm-hmm. fun music podcast. Um, but we're also horrible at it. <laughs> yeah it's a pretty good <laughs> intro the the number of times we have changed schedules delayed episodes and uh attempted failed plans is well i gotta count on two hands for it yeah, and that's just this last couple weeks yeah <laughs> yes so let's catch everyone up on the deep uh overclock podcast lore. on the deets yep. on the deets yeah mm-hmm. uh so we recently went to a different schedule Went to once yep. every two weeks instead of once every one week. But we wanted to fill that off week with something fun and exciting that we could all enjoy. So our idea was listening parties. Where we'd all hang out together and listen to music from a playlist, you know, submitted by all of you. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. Uh, both of the technologies that I thought uh, were available turned out to not be available. Long story short, one of them had gotten taken down and the other just wasn't up to the audio quality standards. So, um, that kind of brings us to the present day. What are we going to do on the off weeks? That's a great question, Stephen. Yes. What are we going to do? Well, I have an answer and a maybe answer. Okay. The maybe answer is, uh, I don't want to talk about it yet because it's definitely early. I think it could be very cool if we do it, but it's going to be at least two, three, four weeks down the road. So it's something to look towards in the future. So for now, what we're going to do is each week that we do not host a regular show, we are going to have a standalone playlist. So essentially, it'll be the show ending (laughs) and none of the rest. So we can still do a playlist every week. We still get submissions every week and talk about them and have good fun. Uh, but yeah, we just won't produce an entire show with an interview and a segment every single week. Sounds good. Speaking of interviews and segments, what do we have out for this uh, week's episode? Oh, what a good question. Uh, well, there's part two, like I said before, of the Secret of Monkey Island Big Ones series for mm-hmm. Matthew. So that's exciting. Um, and Mustin is uh, his first time on the show, actually. Uh, you've yeah, probably... who is that guy? He is a bad dude. <laughs> I don't know why Uh-oh. we have him on the show. Yeah, that sounds bad. Dude. <laughs> no, he's he uh, is part of the uh, Bad Dudes musical group, which is just made up of a bunch of people you probably already know. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it soon. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually was working with them on uh, an album called Psychokinetic that mm-hmm. is all about uh, the Mother series. It was actually a part of Ooh. a Kickstarter to like a... a a like a, an earthbound appreciation uh, project <laughs> basically sweet so, yeah it's a uh, it's pretty cool because i've heard the name mustin from like years and years at this point yeah but me too i never like met him or heard his voice or anything so it was okay it was pretty cool now we can put a voice to the name yeah um 
that's pretty much it for today. And then, of course, the Sega playlist, because of course. why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> did we get to submit one or did we not? You didn't get to submit no. one. If you yeah. had submitted one, what would you have submitted? Um, oh, uh, I might have submitted something from... I think I either would have gone Tail Sky Patrol to be super obscure or uh, I would have just, just to show off. Or I've been listening to a lot of Sonic Adventure uh, 2 music you know recently. What I would have submitted a soundtrack I listened to again that I forgot was so good. What? Was uh, Sonic World Adventure or Sonic Unleashed. Oh, very um, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a really cool soundtrack. Some of those, like Shamar Day, I think it was, and some of the other songs in that game are just Wait, like. Is Shamar like the. So, like, I think Arabian, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. Yep. Shamar yeah. Day and so Night. So good. Fantastic. Um, uh, brass. And yes, I just love how many different, like, musical genres and styles they had in that. Had it's amazing. Yeah, it's had, it. Yeah. It, so, yep. Yeah, I don't care if this is incredible. a tangent. I don't even care yeah. how long this episode goes on. For those who don't know, uh, Sonic Unleashed is the game where Sonic travels around all over the world to pretty much real locations uh, <laughs> they just had spagonia spagonia <laughs> yeah or the italy counterpart uh -huh. um and so each like uh each like i don't know culture he visits yeah has a completely different musical style based on that culture and there are two versions of every song one for day and one for night and they're all yeah. great and the <laughs> overall really songs cool. are fantastic too yeah, yeah. It's just they put so much work into just songs that you'll hear for a couple minutes. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Um, so I, I appreciated that. So that's my uh, honorary submission. But let's go ahead. Speaking of submissions, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Remix Rewind, where we run down the latest from ocremix.org. Fresh from the grave, Selva Oscura raises the roof and the dead through the power of Prague. Yorito, a ranger and Daw master, Firalas, bass guitar, and Tubers McGee, rhythm and lead, combine for a holy trinity to keep Dracula himself at bay in a Super Castlevania 4 remix from the Vampire Variations 3 album.
Yorito, Joy Dreamer, Lauren the Flute, Trev Wignall, and Expert Novice join together for a lyrical take on Suikoden 2 that just might break your heart. Once destined for an abandoned PlayStation 20th anniversary album, it lives on as a testament to artistic collaboration and just art in general. The remix is called Do You Remember? And the answer is, yeah, you won't be forgetting this one. Sociopathic is how Demons described his first contribution to OCR's Window to the Stars album, which is dedicated to Super Mario RPG antagonist Smithy, whom the Super Mario wiki describes as ill-tempered and resembling Santa Claus. The mix chases an erratic beat that slows down just enough to confuse you before spreading up at full speed, smashing into sporadic chiptunes as it goes.
Demons is back and he brought snacks. Or such is the hope, because he's got a brand new EP called Kirby's Liberation Service, and that little dude is always hungry. Fluffball Rampage is a sample platter of helter-skelter morsels, meant to be devoured in rapid succession over a 10-minute period, transforming between source tunes as only a Kirby can. Mario takes inspiration from Final Fantasy IX and fellow remixer Fishy for The Throes of Death Guys, a frenetic boss run of musical themes that takes no prisoners, because everyone probably died in all the boss battles. It was Fishy who directed the Worlds Apart album, and he helped to discover this particular fusion of source tracks, which turned out to be a recipe for a really fun heart attack.
Daria Returns, and so does Castlevania. We're talking Dracula X to be specific, but the Bloodline Bounce makes good on its name and bounces around to other games in the series, not to mention instrumental eras on its crash course for cool. It's time to make like a coffin and get down! Because coffins are underground. Navigate to the Attack on Dalit Remix write-up. Control F for the word epic. You will find it no less than five times, and that's not counting the constant voice in your head screaming it repeatedly. Alex McCalla debuts with a rendition of Final Fantasy VIII's landing scene that explodes onto the scene with dramatic choirs, intense cellos, and enough thundering percussion to level, well, Dalit. It's another new kid on the OCR block. Dark Eco is here with a plot to make you dance through the power of lemmings. Unlike the small creatures referenced in the classic Sega Genesis puzzle game, 
Extinction Party doesn't walk in a straight line to its predictable doom. It spins and whirls into a tornado of electronic rock, sparkling with genre influences from all angles. these remixes and more, head over to ocremix.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Intune Interview, the part of the show where we talk to music makers about the music that they make. I'm Steven, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Mustin. Thanks for having me. Because you are involved in an Earthbound project, um, sort of a celebration of that series. I guess to start off, tell us what the project is, tell us what you've worked on in the past, and who the bad dudes are. Okay. Well, I'm Mustin, and I think some of the old school people from Overclock Remix will remember me. Um, mm-hmm. I had mixes in the under 100 category um, way back in the day, 1999, 2000. And I made a lot of friends and made a lot of awesome people through Overclock Remix, and a lot of those friends are music friends that I ended up turning into a group that I called Bad Dudes, and they are... Um, other remixers like Joshua Morris, JJT, Ail Sean, Dale North, K Triton, Kanal Majmudar, Po Suyan, Po, uh, Tim Sheehy, my Kaijin, Maze Dude, the Animal Cannon. It's just like a ton of familiar names. Yeah, Dishu, <laughs> yeah. Dig, uh, Digidis, um, and Zyko. I think that's everybody. And then John DeVoe, who used to go by Mellow Gear. So it's just a group of dudes and we all, you know, make music in our little home studios. And that was, that's my, my bad dudes group. And we would do projects together. We started off by doing like free EPs, um, mm-hmm. just cause I hadn't heard any music from some of my favorite artists in a while. So I got my favorite artists together and said, let's do something together. 
And that has culminated into several free projects, um, two really big, nice albums that we did. And then this third album, which is called Psychokinetic. And this album uh, is celebrating the music of the Mother series. So Mother and then Mother 2 slash Earthbound in the United States and Mother 3 still yet to come to the United States. So right. um, we did this album in conjunction with the company Fangamer, which is an awesome um, apparel knickknack company that does really cool designs that are very tasteful and pay homage mm-hmm. to uh, all of the things that we like from our youth and from the present. As, and they are continue to partner with uh, recent companies to do things like with Double Fine and Shovel Knight and all this cool stuff. So they're very legit. Mm-hmm. They're very awesome. And they put together a Kickstarter because their company grew out of an Earthbound fan community and they put together this Kickstarter. Uh, the point of it was to celebrate Earthbound with a like a, like a nest style backpack that's got this cool little right. like emblem on it. And it's just like very tasteful. You wouldn't the layperson wouldn't know, but the person that knows Earthbound is gonna see it and go, wow, that looks like mm-hmm. Ness's backpack. Also had a handbook that came uh, that has like it celebrated the whole Earthbound game and universe and they did it all in the style of the original guide that you got with the game when you bought it. And then there was a zine that had like fan artwork and stuff and then there is a still yet to be released Earthbound USA film that is an, a documentary where they talk about Earthbound uh-huh. and how it's affected people who make games in the US and fans and they also talk to the creators of the game. They went to Japan several times to get footage and and then uh, and then our album was also part of it. So very tactile, awesome to have books and, and, and magazines and music and, and video and, and then there's a really cool um, USB stick that they made that looks like the kids when they're turned into robots, but it's also a USB of all the digital stuff that you could that's rad get from it so it's like it's kind of like a collector's edition that they never made exactly that's what fan gamer really excels in and uh, they they just really knock it out of the park so we were lucky enough to be a part of that, that that's kind of awesome have you have you worked with those guys before I found out about them at a convention called Nerdapalooza at which uh-huh. uh, my band performed many years ago and they just had this little eight or six foot table and there was one guy there and it ended up being Charlie. Charlie Verdon is uh, one of the hound shows over there at Fangamer. Mm-hmm. He's a real cool guy but he just has like, like we were selling a little bit of stuff but kind of mostly just had a piece of paper that says, you know, buy this and we'll send it to you later. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I talked to him for a while and I was like, this stuff is amazing. I love these designs. And I bought a shirt for my now wife. And I said, I would love for you all to work with you all. And just like learning more about them and seeing their level of customer service and their level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. I was, I just kind of begged to, <laughs> to work with them on some level. So they ended up becoming the distributor for all of our physical merchandise or all the physical merchandise for things that I do. Right. We started talking about doing something for Earthbound, and then they started cooking up the beans on this um, on this whole Kickstarter thing, and that got lumped in with that. What is your history with Mother? Have you been a fan of the series in the past? Yeah, so I've played through Earthbound, and I think it's one of the most interesting and imaginative and worthy of, of playing games. There are some... I mean, it's not a perfect game by any means. There, some stuff is very taxing and i never did fall in love with the fighting style 
which I know it's not that much different than like say Final Fantasy, which I love, but just, right, just something right. about seeing the characters. But that is one thing about the game that is so interesting is that it it really does speak to you on a personal level and it really involves you in the game, which is in a way that I, I've not really experienced with any other video game. Um, but but I've loved the music for a long time and way back in the day, a guy named Joe Cam put together a an album that he was going to call Bound Together, bringing together like all these different music people from like the overclocked remix days and the VG mix days and people outside of it. And there was a huge album release. And most of the people that are bad dudes now were actually on that album. Okay. Um, but that's kind of how I got to fall in love with it because I helped him do a couple of things. And one track that I'm pretty well known for is my cover of Flying Man. Mm-hmm. From Earthbound. Life is but a moment. A single grain of sand that slips right through the hourglass and slips right through your hand. You've shown me how to make each moment count. And I know now what life's all about. The song came from a release in, I think, 1989, maybe. But the game came out, and then they put out this arranged album of Mother, and they had, like, lyrics and singing and stuff that wasn't in the game, but it definitely Whoa. was the compositions. And That's so there's awesome. some really, really goofy, like, lyrics and stuff, but they were interesting songs, and they used those original compositions, and so... I I paid homage to that doing the version of Flying Man that they had, which had nothing to do to do with the game. It seemed like, but that's awesome, especially because one thing I do relate with Earthbound is like excellent and like weirdly clever writing. Mm-hmm. So it makes me happy to know that there are lyrics that go along some of the music. Yeah, yeah, and we do have um, one track, uh, yeah, one track on the album with lyrics because we were able to license it from those old versions that came out Mm -hmm. and that project called bound together that was like a decade ago um dale north one of the guys on the album he Mm -hmm. did a version of pollyanna's theme that at the very end had like kind of just surprised you with uh singing and lyrics and a lot of people thought that it was just original but he just sang one of the verses of the song and that was it. And everybody liked wow. it so much that I told him on this on this new album, you have to do it again. And he called it Home Again uh, when he did it years ago. So I named it on this mm-hmm. album. It's called Home Again Again. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he does the entire song and it's probably the most well-produced track on the whole album and it's incredible. And it's, you know, the, all the singing is there, the whole song of it. So it's really cool. I believe the morning sun Oh, it's gonna shine again I believe a part of gold Waits out every rainbow's end So I had no idea what to expect when I started listening to this album. Um, judging just by the little I knew from Earthbound, I thought it'd be super trippy. The album art is awesome and, well, very kinetic, appropriately. Mm-hmm. I was expecting some, like, some kind of trip-hop, sort of electronic-y, funky take on it. 
I did not think it would be that sincere and lovely like that especially that track is just it was just beautiful he did such a good job with that yeah yeah he really did i was really proud of him so did you guys do a lot of like pre-planning was it a kind of a group effort on what the theme was going to be what kind of songs you were going to cover and who was going to do it yeah i had i had gotten a list of everything for like this is what we can do this is what we can't here's everything and then you need to pick some stuff like with dale i told him i wanted to do that one track, the Pollyanna theme, the home again, mm-hmm. again. And then I just told everybody else, like, pick something. And then some of the some of the stuff people didn't really know and they wanted a suggestion. And so I said, I think you'd be mm-hmm. good for this style or you'd be good for this. And then also one of the cool parts of the Kickstarter was that there was a $512 backer tier. And there were only four of them where if mm-hmm. you paid that much, you would be able to pick... And pick a tune and pick the style of the tune and that the bad dudes oh, would do it. that's good. So all four of those got filled fast. And uh, all four of them were just right on point with what we could do and and who could do it. So I took nice. on most of it, but, but one person wanted to hear one of the ending themes called um, The Hero's Return in a mm-hmm. post-rock style. And post-rock style of music is like uh, uh, guitars and drums and bass and and like keyboards but it's usually instrumental a really famous band Uh like that is called uh, explosions in the sky Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i really wanted to try my hand at it but i was so overwhelmed with everything else that i asked jjt who is jig and john t aka john titterington i said can you Mm -hmm. do this one i think that you'll knock it out of the park and my god did he such a great driving at night piece of music yeah it's really really awesome and and i got asked uh to do from mother three which i hadn't played to this one called monkey's delivery service and i really wanted to be authentic to what was going on because i i i know that this music is so important to these fans Especially Mm -hmm. the stuff like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. Like, you can find the really, really good authentic stuff, like the stuff that really speaks to you. There's the official things. There's the orchestrated things. And then Mm -hmm. there's, like, just some wacky stuff that's just fun. And that's cool. With this Earthbound thing, I really wanted it to be really, like, serious. Like, kind of like what you were saying. You weren't expecting it to be, like, authentic, I guess. Right. Um, So I didn't know some of this stuff, and so I did some of that Let's Play stuff. Now, this person asked for this piece of music, which is, like, Monkey's Delivery Service. It's, like, a kind of tango, accordion-led theme. And it it Mm -hmm. sounds, you know, nice and kind of peppy. But when you look at the context of what it is in the game, it's this really nasty man that's like being really mean to this monkey. And he has Mm -hmm. to go around and do this stuff. And to this music, it makes it like really strange. (laughs) It's it's really really kind of bugs you. But the person did want it as a bebop jazz tune. And I 
have never really done that specifically. And I, mm-hmm. I ended up doing, I guess, what you could call a really fast swing. But I brought in my friend uh, Nathan McLeod, uh, who used to do some stuff on OCR too. And mm-hmm. he did the jazz saxophone for me, and it was just flawless. And so it's, it ended up being a really cool tune. And it kind of fits in its own weird way, but I, I, it was interesting to me to see how much different the feeling you get from like what's actually happening in the game versus just hearing something. Do you think that there's a kind of unified sound that the Bad Dudes has sort of like collected over the years because this is such a varied album or do you guys just do whatever it is for the right time there is this weird cohesion to everything that we do and also i do kind of get my hand in 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 most everything a little bit like dale with his home again again he did all that himself i didn't do anything i don't i think i may Mm -hmm. have mastered it but other than that it's just him uh but then Zyko, he did uh, Funny Dog, which is the humoresque of a little dog. And he wanted to do something and he wanted to write original lyrics. And I told him he couldn't and he got mad at me. And then he <laughs> he acted out by doing it with a kazoo. And I said, hey, let me get a hold of this. And he sent me the stems and I took out his kazoo and I put in me playing alto sax and just kind of like changed <laughs> some stuff around a little bit, did some mixing. It's still what he did and it's still his vision. And he, he told me like right. afterward, like, oh man, could, if you did this here, it'd be so cool. And I went back and re-recorded it. And so he still gets to guide it and everything, but it kind of brings together the sound even more. Like all of, yeah. all of David's uh, Dishu's piano recordings, I did those at my house. He performed them and everything, but sent me the MIDI and I went through the same piano that I used for like most of the album. Right. So right. that, that kind of right. helps bring it together. So it's kind of like everyone, everyone's out there doing their own thing, but then you ultimately tie it together and, you know, yeah. And I try to, I try to pepper it together. And one instance of that, that's like, I, I've never done this before and the bad dudes have never done this before, but on disc two called master P, which is one of, I guess the final boss musics, people know this tune and because it's like, it, it's gotta be like the most hardcore piece of video game music on a super Nintendo. It is just mm-hmm. it is so metal and insane and awesome, but We've never done something that's just as a group. So this is the first time and probably only time that this track is by the bad dudes because I told everybody the different tempos and like what we needed to do and the keys Mm -hmm. and everybody did stuff. And then I put it all together. Did you all have to record that separately yeah. or were any of you close by? Nope. Everybody did set separate and sent me, <laughs> nice. sent me WAV files and I just dumped it in and I put it all together in a crazy way. have any plans for what you're going to do next or is it all a blank page i'm i'm staying i'm staying really busy so i um Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to sell my house right now, and that's kind of been my whole life. So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I still, I've got a day job right now, but uh, it'll end when the house sells. And uh-huh. then it's kind of like stuff that I'm working on. I'm uh, finishing up an album I've been working on for a long time called The World is Square, where I'm just paying homage to my favorite square tunes uh, from the old Square Soft days. I've had tracks that have been done since 2003 that very few people have ever heard, but I think they still sound mm-hmm. great today. So I'm excited because it still does sound cohesive, even though it's over a wide variety of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to put that out, and I'm going to do that with um, Jason over at Scarlet Moon Records. Oh, great. And that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and then the one-ups, my video game music cover band. Mm-hmm. Um We've been at it for 15 years now. Our very first show was at MAGFest 1 on September 28, 2002. And it's coming up on 15 years. (laughs) So I'm thinking about doing something commemorative with that, you know, maybe like like a vinyl. People have been asking for a vinyl a lot. So I might do a vinyl that has like one track from all seven albums and each of the band members get to pick a tune to record new and, you know, some bonus stuff. Um, trying to think of something like that. And then I also started a new project with my longtime friend and collaborator, William Reyes, Mm -hmm. with whom I perform in the one-ups. Uh, we've started a new group, uh, just a duo that does, it's, uh, it's original music that is inspired by video games and like the funk and soul music that we like of the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So we just wrapped up a music video and it looks pretty cool and I'm excited about doing that. So, so if people want to learn more about what you're up to, what the bad dudes are up to, maybe they want to buy Psychokinetic, maybe they want to buy your house. I don't know. Where can they go to find that? <laughs> <laughs> the band camp is probably a good place to start. You can always just... Search for Psychokinetic on uh, iTunes or mm-hmm. Spotify if that's your thing. Unfortunately, it's not under Bad Dudes, which uh-huh. is beyond my control. So you're not going to get it if you type in Bad Dudes, which gotcha. is ridiculous. But uh, Psychokinetic is P-S-Y-C-H-O-K-I-N-E-T-I-C. And there's also the mustinenterprises.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. So at my Mustang Enterprises Bandcamp, you can find all the stuff that I've got going on. I, I recently released an album I called Origins that has like all of my old out of print stuff that uh, is now in one little collective project. And I also did a new Banjo-Kazooie arrangement that oh, great. track that I like. And then there's the Psychokinetic albums. And I also produce music for other people. So uh, Beefy, who is this really cool nerdcore rapper, I did an entire album with him called Grown Up, where mm-hmm. I made all of the music and uh, he made all the rhymes. Uh, so stuff like that is on there and all this other stuff that I produced along with all the album, all seven albums from the one-ups and all of our other Bad Dudes albums. Like we did an album of Metroid called um, Metroid Arranged 25th Anniversary. Mm-hmm. And also our album that the Bad Dudes did called Chronotorious, which is a Chrono Trigger arrangement album, is very popular and and well well received still to this day well thanks a lot mustin that was really fun well hey thanks for talking anytime and um we're gonna head back to the show welcome to the big ones a look at popular game music and what makes it so loved 
This week is a dive into the music from The Secret of Monkey Island. This is part two of a two-part series. The first episode was an intro and a look into the different versions of the soundtrack, and this episode is about the actual tracks from the game. So quick recap. The Secret of Monkey Island was released in 1990 by LucasArts. The soundtrack was created primarily by Michael Land, with Patrick Mundy, Barney Jones, and Andy Newell. A CD-ROM version with new tracks was released in 1992. I can't find any information about who composed the new tracks for this version, but it's safe to assume that it was probably Michael Land, with some help from Peter McConnell, who is probably the biggest composer to come out of LucasArts, but that's a different episode. Michael Land joined LucasArts in 1990, and The Secret of Monkey Island was his first project with the company. He has a background in classical piano and electric bass, and focused on electronic music in college. You can totally hear his electric bass background, as bass player composers usually give the instrument something more interesting to do than purely pianist composers. While working on Monkey Island, Michael Land wasn't satisfied with the game's music engine, as he felt like the music didn't match what was happening on the screen. So after the project, he began work on a dynamic music engine called iMuse that was used on every other LucasArts Adventures game from Monkey Island 2 onwards. But again, that's a different episode. The direction for the music in the game was simply pirate reggae, so let's take a look at those two halves. The romanticized version of pirates we know today is based on the so-called golden age of piracy, from about 1650 to 1730. This is firmly in the Baroque era of Western music, and the beginnings of the modern system of tonality we still use today. So many songs from this time are still easily reproducible today. It's also when the organ came to prominence. Real-life sailors and pirates would sing shanties both to keep in time when rowing or otherwise working, and for morale. And you've probably heard more sea shanties than you would think, especially if you watch much SpongeBob SquarePants. Reggae is a musical genre originating in Jamaica in the 1960s. Reggae has its roots in rocksteady and ska, when you hear ska, you're probably thinking of the 90s ska punk, but this is actually the predecessor to that. Actually, it's the predecessor to the predecessor of 90s ska punk. These genres have their origins from Jamaicans getting radios after World War II. They would listen to and emulate musicians from the southern United States, especially from New Orleans. A commonly cited song for influencing what would become reggae is Be My Guest by Fats Domino. This features the key to that reggae sound, the offset rhythm known as the skank guitar. Arguably the most famous reggae musician is Bob Marley. Pirates were in the Caribbean in the 17th century, and reggae was and is in the Caribbean today. So the combination makes sense, especially in a silly story like Monkey Island. Now let's look at how these combine in the actual tracks from the game itself. The scum bar is probably the best mixture of pirate music and reggae. This plays in a rowdy bar full of pirates. There's a recorder playing the melody with a skank guitar in the background. In the special edition, you have an accordion doing the skink and a melodica and recorder trading the melody.
light organ in the background gives a bit of Baroque and a bit of 60s rock flair. And of course, there's those bold Latin horns. The Fettuccini Brothers plays when you meet the Fettuccini Brothers, a pair of Italian circus performers. This track has the skank rhythm in the organ, with a quirky combination of harmonica, or maybe melodica, and a plunger trumpet. The main melody is pulled from Entrance of the Gladiators by Julius Fuchik, which is kind of the go-to circus theme in everything. One of the tracks added in the CD version was Stan's previously owned vessels. In my opinion, this one benefited the most from the upgrade, since live brass instruments are almost impossible to replicate with sensor samples. Stan is a slimy used ship salesman, and this track has kind of a swanky sound to reflect him. I love that big brass sound. And that saxophone solo is so sleazy. The Ghost Ship Shuffle is a really cool track and feels similar to Grim Fandango. In fact, in the remastered version, the composer for Grim Fandango, Peter McConnell, is playing the violin. This gypsy jazz style is so incredible and I think underutilized in pretty much all media. This is another perfect blend of 17th century style and reggae, with the violin taking the lead, but playing really jazzily, if that's a word, with island percussion and rock steady bass in the background. My favorite track from the game is The Voodoo Shop, as it holds up the best in all the different formats. Appropriately enough, it plays in a voodoo shop that's ran by a mysterious woman. It has the reggae skank and a jazzy mystery with flute and horn stings. Special Edition features real instrument for horns and flute, and that syncopated drum rhythm's a ton of fun. The Secret of Monkey Island is a well-deserved big one. It's still a fun game, and the soundtrack holds up insanely well. The original versions are fun and show some of the best that that era could do, and the Special Edition redoes the music in an incredible way. If you haven't played it in a while, then it's worth a revisit. And if you've never played it, it's definitely worth checking out. The setting and characters are just as fun today as they were then. The jokes still land, and only a few of the puzzles are completely dumb. 
The redone graphics aren't amazing for a lot of the characters, and the voice acting is a little stilted, but you can always switch back to the original look. But no matter what you do, listen through the soundtrack. Pirate Reggae seems like an odd mix, but combines to form a unique score for a memorable adventure on the high seas. Thanks for listening, and listen well. You know what that was, Stephen? A show? Uh, what a show. What a show. What a show that was. That was... Well, we've successfully come to the end. We have. Um, y- you know what's interesting yes. to me? Mm-hmm. I feel like despite the energy you brought at the beginning yeah. of this episode, for those who don't remember, insert flashback here. Hi! Despite all of that, between the the vocal tones and and uh calming nature of Matthew and Mustin's voices combined, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's super chilled out now. Yeah, I know. I certainly am. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't just listen to their voices. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's we'll keep the energy low and we'll just we'll just slip out what everyone's willing us. Sure. So if you want to find out more about this podcast and about Overclocked Remix, you can go to the website at www.ocremix.org. You can also go to the Twitter at OCR Podcast. Mm, yes, that's ours. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at ocremix.org. That's a great way to submit playlist ideas for us. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, next week we're going to have a standalone playlist. So there yeah. will be one, just no regular. You can show. also thank people like uh, Steven for putting together this week's Remix Rewind. Sin is very busy. Yeah, Sin, yes, Sin, Sin was very busy and had a lot of work to do and had no internet connection, so it seemed only right. That, that seems many good reasons for not doing the Remix mm-hmm. Rewind. Mm-hmm. Um, also, thank you, Mustin, for the interview, and thank you, Matthew, for this week's segment. And thank you, everyone, yes. for listening and for submitting to the playlist. Yes, keep submitting. We rely on you. Only you can prevent forest fires. The playlist. The playlist is a weekly collection of listener submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This week's theme is Sega music. Yay! Toxic Caves, originally from Sonic Spinball, remixed by Game Metal, and submitted by Kyle JCRB.
Gallery from Sonic Generations and submitted by Patchpin. Rise from your grave. From Altered Beast and submitted by Phoenix Down. Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog, Second Master System, and submitted by Joseph G. Shenhua from Shenmu and submitted by Yorito.
The complete soundtrack from Putter Golf and submitted by Anasai. Asteroid Belt Go Go Astro Beat Jr. from Space Channel 5 and submitted by Jose. Freeze time from Yakuza Zero and submit Yakuza, sorry. Freeze time from Yakuza Zero and submitted by Square Evil. Adventure from Outrunners and submitted by Lazy Gecko.
Profound Darkness from Fantasy Star 4 and submitted by Jeff. You've been listening to the Overclocked Podcast. Next week's playlist is Accordion Music. We're revisiting our very first playlist for next week's extra big, extra cool standalone playlist. To submit your suggestions, or just say nice things about us, hit us up on Twitter at OCR Podcast, email us at podcast at ocremix.org, or visit us on the forums at ocremix.org. This week's lyrical wisdom? I believe there'll come a day. Maybe it will be tomorrow, when the blue bird flies away. All we have to do is follow.